woke up in the middle of the night, and there was Kyle out here crouching in the hallway. No idea how he got here. That's right. And I sent him away. You were, uh, you were scared. It's understandable. Not as scared as he was. I told him he needed to get help, that he should talk to you about these blackouts. Wish he had. We worked it out. Well, he wanted to. And what stopped him? Look, Mr. Baldwin, your relationship with your son is none of my business. Yeah, agreed, but if you have something to say, say it. I'm sure Kyle loves you, but I don't think he really trusts you. All right, y'all, welcome back to A Light in the Sky, your official and I'm pretty sure only, but your premier spot for 4,400 talk, reviews, and all that good stuff. We're working on season two already, so uh, listen to the back catalog. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd, and I'm joined today like I am every episode with my other co-host. Go ahead, sir. Hey, what's up? It's... Rob the writer, <laughs> Robert, uh, co-host of um, A Light in the Sky and freelance writer and uh, jack of all trades. There you go, all there you good. go. <laughs> good deal, and we are here back at you. We are r- ramping up to in season two, so we're on episode 10, Hidden. In this episode, Intact follows a series of clues that lead them to Jordan Collier's killer, and Tom faces a difficult choice. Ha! Suffer. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. I want him to suffer now. Um, initial thoughts. Let me, what's up? Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good episode. It, once again, you're stepping away from the, um, I don't want to say the freak of the week, um, <laughs> but the forty-four the the, for, the returning of the week. Yeah. And it's it's all about you know, the murder mystery. You know who yeah. killed Jordan Collier. So yeah. I mean, I thought it was a good. I that was a good episode. You know, good kind of ramp up to the season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, and one and once again, I put in my notes. You once again got something that you kept asking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh man. How Tom was going to deal with this, but I mean, what did you think about it? Um, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Um, like from start to finish, there were some things I didn't like, but all in all, like having having a like solid who done it, even though we know, I think they did a good job at laying pacing the story, laying out the different clues. Unveiling these different plot twists, like I think they did a really good job, um, because even though we know the who is the big bad, certain things that came out, I it when I watched, I was like, oh shit, I didn't even expect that. Mainly like with Le- Lisa or Linda or whatever. Like so, no, I did enjoy it. I really did like it. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whew. Okay, so um, we open up. And uh, Jarvis, right? Jarvis, yeah. yeah okay, Jarvis. I'm not remembering nobody's names, but she, um, she talk about uh, she on the phone and she gets a call or she's on a call rather, and uh, find out about somebody who has some insight on who may have killed Jordan Collier, 
and uh, mm-hmm. the but the person in question is a criminal. Um, I can't remember if they said what kind of a criminal, but just that he's a bad apple or whatever. Um, call your call your. Um, Jarvis like, oh yeah, this one feel good. And she's saying all this to Diana, who's like, okay, well, cool. I'm gonna tell my partner. So she calls her partner, and he gives her attitude and the cold shoulder. Like, I I I get that you you you're concerned about your kid, um, but I feel like too often this man neglects the duties of his job. Either he's a thousand percent in it in the job, or he's like. Fuck it, I'm gonna do what I want, and that's I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that because you could have came up with a different like. I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't like um, it. Well, there's. I mean, you know, there's. I if if I'm remembering correctly, this is an episode where they both are kind of holding, and maybe it's a previous episode, but they're holding back you mm-hmm. know, from each other. Yeah. And this ain't the first time that that's happened. Right. So one of the things that I kind of like about it, and I don't know if this is done purposely, but, you know, this is the first time that they've actually been partners. You know, I mean, I think at this point they've jumped forward a couple of years. But um, in Tom's in Tom's mind, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we partners, but I ain't in no obligation to tell yeah. you everything's happening in my, you know. Yeah. And, and he doesn't know about if his um I call it pulling a usher if his son is about to get caught up by um you know <laughs> with whatever he's dealing with yeah well I mean he definitely is giving her the cold shoulder uh, at the risk of losing his job because there's that. a couple times where Jarvis is like yo <laughs> where you at yeah <laughs> whatever but yeah but this is the start of that where he um. You know, when he goes to the college to, to look for, um, yes, looking for Kyle. <laughs> yes, and him questioning Danny on the like staircase and being so aggressive just felt like Tom from like the first four episodes of season one. Like, I'm like, you're right back where you started, and this is yep. not a good look for you. Like, Danny told him, like. Motherfucker, I don't know. Go ahead, man. Well, no, no, no. Well, once again, in my notes, I said Tom is attacking another brother about Kyle. Right. God. <laughs> and then this one is like in public, and you know, Danny is telling him about the blackouts and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he um, I, you know, it makes me kind of wonder what kind of relationship did they have <laughs> before? Yeah. This stuff happened because, like. You know, he don't have any qualms about getting up in any uh, in each of their faces, yeah. you know, him or Sean. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, maybe it's, it's just stress. But, yeah, this is the second time he's just like, where's my son? What'd you do to my son? Right. You know? Like, <laughs> the problem is you. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of Tom. But yeah. I think the show did a very convincing job of letting him be like, no, you're not trustworthy. Like, the fact that Danny was like, look, man. I would have told you, but he don't want to go back to quarantine. This ain't some regular kid who got drunk and ran away. This is somebody who was adjacent to an alien abduction. Like, those are some serious concerns. So, on top of whatever he's done, we also have this fear of being locked up, put in quarantine, possibly killed. And I can't even come to you because you... I don't know, man. I don't like Tom, man. <laughs> well, no, I kind of gave him some points because, you know, and this is towards the end of the episode, rather than, 
Okay, it's like I, I give him some points, and then I kind of take it away. You know, the episode previously, maybe a couple episodes, mm-hmm. when he was dealing with the guy from Wanda, he was like justice. <laughs> so in, in in this case, he's like fuck justice. Yeah, let like, let's go send him out of out of the country. Yeah. You know? It was like you choose when justice, when you know, yeah, when you want to follow the justice, and that's my issue with him. Like I, and and much like you, I was with him, even though I don't like him. That's your kid, so I get it. So I'm like, yeah, cool. But then I'm also like, no, nigga, you been whooping everybody's ass since this show started behind this justice shit. So yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I get why I am for him, but I'm also like, nah, man, your son is a horrible person. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a oh, asshole. Um, so yeah, so we go to looks like um, not in tech, um, the forty four hundred center where uh, uh, Sean is talking to I don't know some lady, but here comes good old Uncle Tom. Rushing in, talking shit. Like, first of all, how did he get that far into the building without Sean being notified? Your uncle is on a rampage again. Like, where's security? Well, you, know, you know, this is like the hundredth time that it happened. So security probably at this point is just like, you know what, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They pay me like eleven dollars an hour. For that. Then he gave him a badge and shit. But he, uh, I do, I do like this scene because Tom, like, you look at this argument or disagreement that they're having here, and it's very similar to the same one they had back in season one. But in season one, Sean seemed to be more, um, childlike. Like you did, he he felt more like a kid. He felt more like a fish out of water. Whereas here, he seems like no, we're equally matched. Like I am a grown man. I'm telling you this. This is what you know. It's like I don't have to answer to you. It. So I, I. I did like that. I like that. He. He's grown. He's grown. Um. Yeah. So. It's like when you get older, and your parents are like, you know what? You gotta go somewhere. And I'm like, nope. I got my car. I can go. <laughs> I can go to my own house. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so he he gets back home and is rifling through his son's things because again you're accusing one of your family members of I don't know kidnapping your son, and uh, I found it odd at first that Sean didn't just say well he was supposed to meet me, but he like he didn't offer up the easy explanation right away. It was more or less like I told you he's not here. I'm a grown ass man. Take my word for it. He's not here. Like. What do you think is going on? If you, and that, and I know it didn't open up this question in the show, but I'm thinking, if you honestly think I would hold my cousin hostage or quote unquote indoctrinate him into this cult, then you don't even know me at all. Like you really do not know who I am, and that's the yeah. issue I have with Tom. Like you can't be so reactive when you could have. Now, this situation in particular, maybe not so much, but there are other situations that have come up, like with the college admissions um, money and stuff, where if you had have been attentive to your kid, like you fought to Fennel to get him to be with you, and now, you know what I'm saying, like you're ignoring him, or you're not, I don't know, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know, because for me, there's a difference between being forgetful about 
you know, paying tuition or doing, you know, basically being forgetful because your job is, yeah. it's been driving you crazy versus, you know, being unaware to the fact that your son has been blacking out. That. It's been like going ham. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, he, you know, this is definitely an episode where he acknowledges, and I think he, he you know, he accepts that, that yeah. he is at fault. He's at fault for this. Just as much as, you know, his it's son is yeah. pulling, you know, pulling the trigger. And I, I, so, I yeah, do I mean, appreciate there, that. There's at least some, I guess you could say, comeuppance. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, he, uh, like I said, he's been dropping the ball off for a minute. And then we'll get episodes where he's, you know, Superman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's a bunch of chinks in the armor. So yeah. It's kind of, it's... He ain't he ain't perfect. <laughs> yeah, not. and I like that. I do like yeah. that about him, though. That I do. Yeah. Um, but ugh, as soon as I start liking him, they fuck him up again. Um, rage, rage. Tom needs to take a break. For <laughs> real, like go back to them eight years you spent in on the astral plane or something like this. <laughs> Bruh, you are a horrible person. Oh man. Um, so yeah, so as the, he's done rifling through his son's things, he goes downstairs, and his wife is there, back from a trip to I don't know Monaco or Cayman Islands or wherever she was. Um, I was okay with that. Like now that she has this art gallery, like for them to send her away, it does to me. It feels convincing. It doesn't feel like oh we don't really need her for this episode, so let's just write her out. Like it makes sense that she wouldn't always be there. Like, does that, do you feel the same, or is that, okay, because, yeah, 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 we don't always need her, but, um, I like also that when they sit at the table and they're talking about him being gone and disappeared, like, I like that she, one, brings up Linda, like, okay, did you call her, and I also like that she says, you know, I love him too. Whereas, if this was a regular sitcom, it'd be like, "Oh, blended family, we all love love." But she actually spent years with this boy, yeah. like raising him. And so, even though it's not technically the same physical person, when she says, "I love him too," it feels very different than I've married into this family. So, of course, I love him. It feels like no, I have. A lot, if not just as much concern that you, as the biological parent, have for this boy. So I did like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think this is, you know, they do the whole mention of he spent three years with another consciousness living, separate Mm -hmm. consciousness living in him. So you know, he's definitely he's building up the defense. You know, the the defense for if they go to trial or get caught, but. Yeah, and he, they don't, you know, doesn't want to call the police, which once again goes against mm-hmm. this whole thing of him being justice oriented, you know. And it might be, you know, people see it as two faced, and, you know, but at the end of the day, he's just like, that's still my son, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this, too. I do, I do, um, as much as I don't like Tom, I'm with him on this one. Um, yeah. no, for sure. Uh, we move, and then also kind of to date the show. <laughs> Tom says I'm about to go out and look for him, and Elena's like, "Yeah, I'll go with you." He's like, "No, stay home just in case he calls. Someone needs to be here to answer the phone." Like, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh no, everyone does not just have a cell phone in their pocket, or excuse me, a computer in their pocket like we do. Um, yeah. yeah, so I like that. Um, so then we move on to Kyle, Sean, excuse me, Sean and uh, Junior Collier walking through the 4400 Center, and we see the redhead. I don't want a drug lady. No, I don't want to call her that. Liv. Liv. That's her name? Oh, okay. I think it's Liv. Okay, we see Liv. Um, And then we see Danny. And they're talking. He's like, you know, Uncle Tommy came to see me. And they, you know, um, discuss how aggressive he is. (laughs) And then uh, Sean passes his brother off to Liv, which to me seemed like a questionable decision to make. Soon as he made it, I was like, does no one else work here? Like, what? Well, okay, so the um, after they had their parallel about how Uncle Tommy collectively tried to kick both their butts, yeah. Um, the the, the other thing before that, though, is that uh, Matthew is trying to get him ready for a pretty big interview. Oh, with, yeah, yeah. Um, I think somebody from the BBC, and that's when Sean kind of passes off, um. Danny to live mm-hmm. and um, you know they you know they connect or whatever but um, once again it, it, <laughs> you got what you asked for you've been asking for her for the past few episodes yeah. and they finally brought her back so you know you they, they keep hearing you man <laughs> I, I see <clears throat> and listeners just uh, for those of you who may be new I do not watch ahead I only watch an episode before we record, so for me, it's like watching it live. I don't skip ahead. I don't read the descriptions. I don't want to know anything until we get ready to record, so I'm not going ahead and saying this stuff. Like This is literally <laughs> just talk during the episode that ends up coming to fruition later on, but yeah, where the fuck she been, bro? <laughs> Becoming oh, second been. key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, she, they, they took that away. Um, <laughs> and they, they brought her back, and you know, I, I don't know what I don't know. I can't remember how much more she pops up. I yeah, mean, I, if if at all, um, because I was surprised to see her in this one. Like, there's there's stuff that will happen. Like, if it's not something major, then I probably kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to her, I, there's nothing important that happens as far as I'm wow. concerned outside of her, you know, outing him, outing Sean when he was saving lives. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know, she she just kind of reminds me of a plot device. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad, I mean, you know, everybody is not going to have the leading role when yeah. it comes to things. Um. But yeah, you know, she popped up and now she went on a date with Danny and uh, shenanigans ensued. Now, with with them, what makes me mad about this show is we've gotten like several other women who work at the 4400 being secretaries or assistants. If we had have just made her be in those roles when the events of this episode happened... I think it would have been more impactful because you would be like, well, she's been consistently doing good this whole time. Now she, like, I think it would have been a more of an emotional, I would have had more of an emotional reaction when everything happened in this episode. I was like, yeah, of course, that's what she do. Like, you you didn't convince me that she was a different person and then 
you know, but I don't know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Hell, um, yeah. So she um, she takes Danny on a tour, and we go back to Intact, where this like greasy looking nineties grunge thirty year old man is like being inter- not being interrogated, interviewed. Um, he's giving up a name, Victor Rios, who is who lives at forty three two zero seven Sumac Drive. Um, and he had some dealings. Well, he has a, a, is it a gun collection or is it a gun that he has? He just, um, he, he, um, it's just a gun like Victor Rios. He, okay. So the guy knows Victor Rios and I don't know if the guy's a drug dealer or if he's a friend of him, but either way, he just sells him out and he says that. Victor bragged that he that he sold the gun that killed Collier. Mm-hmm. So and that's when this this greasy guy, <laughs> you know, basically, I guess weeks later decides to, you know, rat him out maybe for like a reward or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So he knows the guy who apparently sold the gun to Kyle. So one of the things that I actually do like and that they're going to start doing is that they start to, like you mentioned before, they start filling in the blanks of what happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they give you kind of a step-by-step process of what Kyle was doing or how Kyle got everything rolling. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, which a dog just kind of gave, you know, gives things a little bit more of a background versus, um, because I think the first time we see Kyle with the gun he hasn't bought it. He hasn't purchased it. He just has it. Yeah. He has a black gun. He just has it. So this this episode just seems like for him was just to fill in the blanks for everything. Yeah. Um. And we and we're we're discovering or uncovering everything as Tom is doing it, and I actually like that. Yeah. Same. Same. Because even the things that we don't like that scene there, it seems as if Tom and Intact are working this same case, even though Tom doesn't know he's working this case initially. So I do like that. I do like that. Um, yeah. So they get to talking, and he talks about how the guy was bragging about the gun. He sold the gun, and then um, two months later, Collier's dead with that same type of gun, which is sound logic. I think, like, even if there's six thousand of those particular guns in the world, the fact that you bragging about it, then you know, soon after, this celebrity is dead behind that specific gun. Yeah, I'd I'd be concerned too. Um, yeah, so we move on to the Garden of Good and Evil, and we have, uh, (laughs) Liv and Danny in the, which, okay, this is another thing, so Liv and and Danny are in the, the garden. One thing I do like about this show, we get maybe four, maybe, three, maybe four sets of the 4400 Center. They use them well, because we get the, the lobby area. And then we got Danny and Liv and her taking them on a tour. Then we go to this next scene and we come back. And I'm, I I accept that in this world that they've already gone through the tour and this is their last stop. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, y'all don't got money for other sets. If it, it feels like they're using what they have really well. And I don't know if yeah. anyone else feels that way, but I, I feel like they're doing a good job with these three or four yeah. different locations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, 
we we talked about the Intech location, mm-hmm. like how they they definitely upgraded from the first season to the second season. For sure. Um, and you know some stuff you can tell is filmed on location, like when they're outside. Yeah. But even this, you know, the garden, you know, so to speak, they've, you know, they've been there so many times. Mm-hmm. It's just it doesn't seem like it's repetitive. They are. You know, doing things differently for each, you know, for each yeah. time that they've there. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Uh, um, I do like that. Um, now, this is the thing that's kind of odd to me, and it's not a necessarily a critique or anything bad. But in this scene, Danny is asking Sean if um, um, Liv can go to this party with him, yeah. and. I, I guess I just never thought that anyone working for the 4400 would want to be out in the general population. Not that they're stuck there, but I just never thought of them. I never thought of anyone going to work at the 4400 Center except for like maybe the security. So yeah. this was kind of, this this pulled me out of the story for a second only because it it kind of disrupted what I already had in my head, but then I was able to get back in, but it was, it's just something I noticed like, yeah, she's young. She would want to hang out, but is that something you do when you're in the 4,400? Like, mm. well, I mean, yeah, we don't know what the rules are for, you know, the people who I guess reside there or go to their, you know, the, their university. <laughs> Everest. Night classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, DeVry. DeVry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, the Full Sail University. No, oh, but um, she, she's established that, you know, you remember the episode she came in there like yeah. drunk or yeah. high as fuck. Yes. You know, so, and I think also Sean acknowledges that they are a they're not a rehab center so yeah. there's a good chance that she is probably going to fall off yeah and uh, you know just one little touch of temptation you know that that'll be the end of it yeah I'm sure that he had put his foot down like he was her dad or whatever yeah I don't know about it. you think so okay, okay. no way well, it wasn't rude but it was like you guys can hang out here I don't care what you do here but I don't want you off camera you I don't think that's a good idea. She's making these jokes like, oh, yes, your majesty and this and that. But I'm thinking, you're you're a second key. So that means, one, you're not rich. So you actually work the program to get to this. Where? I don't know. I'm confused, man. I'm very confused. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I think I, I kind of like how he handles the situation. Um, Sean. Yeah, but um, you know, of course, they decide. Well, we're still gonna go out and yeah. whatever. Yeah, screw yeah. her, man. She's ugh, trash. Um, Tom shows up at the teacher's apartment, and um, you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, it's okay. You're scared." She's uh talking about. She was not as scared as he was talking about Kyle, and. I do like this very honest conversation um, where she's telling him, look, your relationship with your son, that ain't none of my business, but he don't trust you. He love you, but he don't trust you. Um, 
And I feel like they did a good job at taking a lot of the story beats that happened before and in this episode in particular made a lot of them come full circle because for her to even say that, we've watched her suggest that he go see a, a therapist, talk to his dad. Like, so it, it, it paid off. It wasn't some off the screen conversation where it was like, oh, by the way, he said he don't trust you. Like her saying that feels real. It doesn't feel like we just need to say this so people can just accept that it's true. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I put down the um, the line that she says, um, I'm sure Kyle loves you, but he doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was, like you said, the, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle coming together slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, and... And I think, you know, she's hesitant <laughs> to say it. Yo, for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I I like that scene, you know, and, and especially within his his own investigation that he's, he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate him. Um, yeah, so I think that was a good use of that character. Uh, we go on to Maya and Diana making brownies. Um, I like them. I really, Maya, not so much by herself, but I like them. Um, I like the dynamic. I like that Diana wears that same hairstyle until the show is over. I love, (laughs) like, I like a lot of them. Um, so Diana gets a phone call and it's from work and she has to go do work. And Maya is kind of sort of freaking out like, man, no, don't go, um, if you if you go, someone she doesn't say someone's gonna die. She says someone will be unhappy or someone will something bad will happen. It's something vague, but she never explicitly says murder or die. Um, in addition to that, I like that. Who's the guy that likes Diana? He he says something to the effect of, or maybe Diana says it where because. Diana is her mother, talking about Maya, her visions may not always be clear. I do like that. Yeah. It's um Marco. Marco. Okay. Yeah, they Well, I mean, it's it's the whole thing of them finally <laughs> giving us some idea mm-hmm. of how her abilities actually work. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, apparently she can read lottery scratch offs, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, you know, her having a talk with Marco, I guess they're at work, where she's like, you know, she's concerned about what's going on, but it gives some context as to, you know, what Maya can actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe her, her, theor- not theories, her, um, ah, God, Visions, premonitions. premonitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her premonitions aren't perfect. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad that they finally did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's been arcing us for like two seasons. Yeah. It's just like whatever, you know, we, we said whatever the plot calls for. Yeah. That's um, like... And you know, and at the end of it, he, you know, he gives her a hug, so I thought that was, you know, I thought that was nice. And the other, the other part of that is, you remember I was telling you that it seems like everybody in this episode has their own little agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, this is... Not agenda, but this, basically everybody has their own little case. And yeah. In this, in this case, it's um, Diana worrying about you know this um, 
you know, this premonition that her daughter gave her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I like that, man. And I like uh, Marco. He seems less creepy. I don't know if it's yeah. just because he's with her, playing off her, or if, you know, they're writing him better. But I was like, okay, this is sweet. Like, I, if y'all eventually have a romance, I can see the groundwork being laid now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm speaking that into existence, but <laughs> there's that. Um, we move to this next scene that's in a diner where Diana and Jarvis, which why is she just out in the field? That seems odd. Um, shows a picture that, that sketch that looks like, uh, Kyle before getting into that, is this not the same diner where homeboy with the spit that had you lose weight where his daughter worked? No, 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 no. This is, this is different because the other place looked like a like a 40s type you're of right kind of, yeah like johnny rockets you're right so it never like, mind it, it looked like the malt shop where they were pushing us off of the uh tables um, <laughs> true yeah. yeah you're right yeah. okay okay um, okay but no this one it looks like a, it looks like a hole in a wall yeah it just looks it looks um and yeah it's just it's just a, you know another diner uh, another it's a greasy spoon diner yeah yeah but, but yeah but they they're talking to the girlfriend or the, the wife of the guy who sold the gun to yeah. um allegedly well you know wound up selling the gun to Kyle so yeah so that's his wife and she's like oh if you see him if you see my husband tell him you know he left me with all this debt in this diner. I'm like, well, can't you use the diner to pay off the, but whatever. Um, so they show her, they show her the picture of uh, Kyle, and she talks about how she called him an Uber pretty much, and she gave him something to drink. This scene in particular makes me wish that this this property was released in comic book form, because I feel like. We are getting, like, we're getting the one main story and, like, mm-hmm. stories like this that give us more backstory. I would love to have seen, let me see, how do I say this? Um, in my own writing, well, when an author or someone who makes a script or whatever, when they write, like, the same scene, but from different points of view... I feel like yeah. them talking to her in this diner, though it, ain't, it isn't the same day or same scene, I would love to see Kyle and her husband and her, like she talks about, oh, I called him a cab and I gave him something to drink. I would like to see that played out from Kyle's point of view when he's, I don't know, hypnotized or something. Like something about this makes me want to know more about her her husband leaving her, her being left with this yeah. dying, like all of that, if I'm making sense. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And it's funny because, you know, some people might look at this and say, you know, why didn't we see that? You know, why can't we see? And in, in your case, you're not saying that as a complaint. You're right. saying that you wanted to see it more to accentuate yeah. what's happening or whatever. Yes. And, and, and and I'm kind of of the mindset, and I and I agree with that. Like if we're doing it like a comic book, like you see it from his perspective, maybe it's like a flashback, or you know, we see her like a narration bubble over mm-hmm. over 
you know, him just sitting at the couch, you know, shrouded in uh, a shadow or whatever. Yeah. You can't see his face. But, um, and I, and I kind of, you know, and I, I like that idea. Um, the, one of the things I, I still put in my notes was like, I love the parallel investigations going mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Um, as far as them hopping back and forth. And yeah, the, in this case, I mean, apparently we will just never see who this Victor Rios is. Yeah. Because he, he went back to Puerto Rico. Right. <laughs> which was so insane. <laughs> well, if, in my mind, I think he got ghosts once he was just like, well, you know, no, if he was, if he was actually sitting around, bragging about like this is the gun that killed you know i sold the gun that killed so and so i don't know maybe he didn't but, give a fuck <laughs> but <laughs> was he though because that was a second-hand account so yeah, yeah. i'm I thinking mean, again if this was a comment <laughs> we could have got a scene with her and him her calling him a cab like at the at the the beginning or interlude and in, like a issue four or five issues ago so when we see her we're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, again, who's to say he can't come back later on? Like, you mentioned him and then four or five, I don't know, issues or maybe next season he pop up and he went. Like, I just, watching yeah. this gets my, like, mind going. Like, okay, how, how could I have dealt with this? How could I have written this? So, yeah, but we probably will never see him. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> Horrible, man. Um... So, yeah, she talks about she called the cab for them, and they need the cab number. That's another thing. This is what I like. The investigation, because this is something that I struggle with in my own writing, is it feels believable. So, every clue that they get that leads to another, like talking to her, kind of strong-arming her, getting information out of her, and then the one sentence that she says and all that is that I called the cab for him leads them to calling the cab company like that i know that's like how investigating works but with this being a fictional story it could be easy to be like okay well i just need them to call a cab company but i i felt like they unrolled that in a very believable way yeah that's it yeah and i i agree with that um you know you said the you know one thing that the show doesn't really skimp on is them actually going out into the field and yeah. being agents, you know, and, and, you know, solving these crimes or these mysteries. So that, I, I like that. Um, the only downside is when they wear hazmat suits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't work. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, you know, when they, it's, it's a good procedural, you know, mm-hmm. procedural drama, mm-hmm. you know, outside of the, you know, fantastic aspects of the, yeah. uh, of the series, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I agree, and that's probably why I like it because I am a true crime fan, so all of this feels very much like I was gonna say Mulder and Scully, uh, Benson and and uh, what's that man? Stabler, yeah, Stabler, good lord, I just blanked on that. Benson and Stabler, like out in the field, so it feels very procedural, yeah. Um, so we go back to the school, to the library, and I'm trying to figure out why is Tom talking to these people in the library when they could easily step outside and speak at a normal volume. Um, but so yeah, so he's trying to get the time down uh, about when this, did they last see uh, Kyle? And I'm okay, not really, but I'm okay that we've never seen these people before. 
and they're supposedly have seen him. Like I'm, a, I'm fine with that. Um, and I do like the way the girls like, oh yeah, it was the 25th is when I saw him because the Jordan Collier murder was all over the news, and that being the like pivot, like from not Act One to Act Two, but like the change that happens in the protagonist is like, oh, things will never, you can't go back to your old life now because clearly you just realize something heinous about your child. So, whew, man, I, I, I don't know. What's your thoughts on this, on this library scene? Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I thought it was a, it was kind of a cute scene because I think the, um, or it's supposed to be one of their funny scenes because mm-hmm. he, you know, he, I think they were an ex couple and he starts kind of trying to remember dates and she's like, no, that was the day that we broke up and, you know, just all this kind of weird. And it's kind of a weird place for it to be. Yeah. <laughs> like a murder mystery. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, the, you know, I even have it freeze framed on that part where it looks like after he looks at the one and poster and after he does the math as far as time because i think she said something like you know he blacked out shortly before yeah you know the big event yeah i mean you know it happened and then he's like what are you talking about before collier died and then he you know one plus one equals my son's a murderer (laughs) 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 Um, yes so now now he looks shook so yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good, and good. I'm glad he feels shook. Um, <laughs> I sympathize with him because, of course, you know he's taking care of his kid. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you didn't gave everybody on this show hell for so long, and now, like, oh, karma is real on this show. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, he looks at the picture. He hangs up with Jarvis. And takes the picture home to Alana, and she's like, "Nah, that ain't him. That ain't my son. Why would, why would he shoot Collier?" And it's I, I like that. I like that they're talking through this like supernatural part that you wouldn't be able to talk through with someone else. Like like he said, I can't. We can't go to the police. Like what what are we going to say? You know what I'm saying? Like he was controlled by an alien. So yeah, they say bodies. Yeah. Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the okay, so let me let me take it back just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna tell you this: if anybody calls your phone and you don't recognize the number, um, don't pick up. <laughs> yeah. Because he was quick to pick up that phone when Jarvis called him, and I think she called him from. Maybe he just saw it was intact, but I was just like, why would you pick up the phone? Yeah. And basically, she tells him like, yeah, your job is at risk if you don't come in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. That That's thing. Insane. So, anyways, but um. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? They had caller ID back in the day. Yes, in the 90s and early 2000s. They definitely did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Alana, and I think we're getting just enough of her. Mm-hmm. Um, not that too much would be bad, but I think as far as the writing in this show goes, we're, we're getting enough. We don't need them to do anything extra. I'm sure she'll get a bigger role soon. But in this moment, I think we're getting just enough of her. Um, and no Lillian Richards, so that's, I guess, good. We're taking a break from that. Um, 
Right. Ugh. Well, that that was going to be something I was going to mention that now that the cast is <clears throat> growing and growing, it's just like everything you got to rotate people out. Yeah. Um. I mean, should they brought in Danny and the crackhead for this? Episode? I'm sorry, and the um and Liv. Yeah, Dan- yeah. Danny and Liv for this episode. Yeah. Um, I personally would have taken you know Richard and Lily, but you know you gotta rotate them out. I yeah. guess. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they went on vacation for like a day mm-hmm. or two. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, they turned my son into a murderer. I just, oh, I get the situation and the circumstances, but Tom just gives me. It's everybody faults but mine. Like, that's what he gives me. Like, yeah, the aliens are wrong. They abducted these people, gave them powers, all this other stuff. But, and I know this is a very justified situation to be upset. But just, I just don't, I don't like him. I have, I'm biased. I don't like him. Tom accused like everybody else before. Right, before he looks at his. Yeah, like, I can't. I want to. I cannot remember what Danny and Sean's last names are because I just want to call them like what the Jackson brothers, right? Because he he's accused them. He's accused the Jackson brothers, yeah, like like five once again five hundred times, and then he's I don't know. It's just it's it's taken him a while to kind of get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but now now he's accused in the body snatchers and. And then, you know, this that's more legit than yeah. what he's been doing before. So yeah, so I mean but yeah, he does have a he does have a habit of like blaming like everybody except like, you know, his son. Um but in this case the son gets a pass because he was being brainwashed. Yeah, but even still, it's like it just reinforces this whole I'm I can do no wrong and I know that's not literally what he thinks. But the fact that the blame goes to everybody else now, this is a legitimate somebody else. But, like, what were you doing before to make sure that you could see this coming? Because, again, like, let's just say that Kyle was a, I don't know, an addict and he had been in rehab. And so now he's back. You would pay close attention to him and his habits because you know he is in recovery. This man was in a coma for three years because of aliens. I would be on, like, he. we would have to talk every night face-to-face. How was your day? Like, oh. his, ass, his ass did say, you know what? You just woke up out of a five-year coma. Right. You know, college. That. Like, I don't think he should have been able to go to college on his own. Like, he should have, like, if for me... If him and Danny had made up or been closer sooner, and he's like, okay, can I go to school? My blood cousin is there to, you know, that would have been more of a argument to go versus, okay, go to school. Like, I just don't. But actually, yeah, but these are, these are special circumstances. That's a really good point. Yeah, like, he literally did wake up and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> we gonna get you into school. Yeah. He's like, because your ass need a job. Like, bro, if he want to stay in my house until we both old and gray, that's fine, son. Not be a doctor like Earth 9-11 you. Like, what is you doing? <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. you would have been, I would have been treating him with, like, kids gloves the For entire sure. time. For sure, yes. 
Yeah, Tom did fuck up. That's messed up. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't think him and Linda should have split. Like, yeah, we had our issues. Maybe not be married, but we need to co-parent this boy. But... Linda living her best life. She's selling um, she's selling houses left and right. Houses, check, flat tummy tea, uh, hot girl summer. Like Linda said, fuck them kids. Like you look at that. You like she putting up billboards for like buy houses from Linda. Yes. And um, Linda, Linda popped up since like episode one. Right (laughs) in season one, like. (laughs) Yeah. I hate that for her. And she's just as much to blame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like he had a terminal illness. Yes. And as soon as he got better, they got ghosts. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you're good now. No therapy. Just like, "Mm." (laughs) bro, they are horrible parents. Scott and Jean Grey. Yeah. Alana Uh, seemed like she's the only one with some sense, and she made up a life with him. (laughs) Yes. She's the only one who care about this boy. That's her kid. Damn, I ain't never thought about it like that. Yeah, he, he woke up out of a coma and he said, go to college. Yeah, mm-mm. you wouldn't have been, nope. If your college ain't intact next to my uh, my desk, no, nah, you ain't going. So, yeah. ugh, fuck Todd and Linda. Um, and fuck Liv, because this next scene this is why I say if we had have gotten her consistently in the role of these other secretaries being this very astute and laser focused 4400 key holder this scene would have been that much more impactful um she's doing the I don't know divergent dream scan on Danny um did you have fun tonight? Uh, was I, what 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 would you call this? Like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Some made up shit. Yeah, I, <laughs> some made up shit. I've like, never I, seen I, it. I've been trying to figure out, uh, you know, <laughs> because this isn't the first time that they've shown it. You remember they had the celebrity on here? Yeah. Yeah, she. That's the first time that they showed that. Okay, okay, and okay. The, and to be honest with you, they probably explained it then, um, because to me it looked like a virtual reality lie detector. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, how does that help a person? <laughs> like, you can see, you can see your lies. Um, <laughs> right. Like, what. You know, that's what it looked like to me. So, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, they probably have an explanation for it. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, they just doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, at after hours. Now, and, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah, no, no, no. That being said, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. My concern now is just like Isabel and and. Um, Maya's powers kind of being defined. This needs to be defined. What what is a key holder able to do? Mm-hmm. Because I felt like it wasn't surprising to me that they were in this space. I'm like, you're you're a second tier key holder. You work here. Like that's fine. I would imagine she also has a room, but this was fine for me until the security guard walked in. Um. 
but prior to that, she's asking him questions and like she picks up a bottle of pills that she mm-hmm. stole from the party they went to. Yep. I I don't know what's going on here. I just I know what's going on. She a crackhead. Well, that. <laughs> Like she, she has a problem. Like she, and that actually goes back to, you know, Sean believe drinking the Kool Aid mm-hmm. instead of sending her to a um, rehab you know, facility. Rehab, yeah, rehab. Um, he's just like join the forty four hundred, and I'm and I'm really hoping that, and I, you know, that may honest to be honest with you, Jordan kind of and Sean kind of remind me of it. They. I think they would have some type of foresight because if they're trying to reach out to everybody, let's say, let's think about like the disenfranchised mm-hmm. people who have been kind of tossed it aside. They have to have some type of on-site. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so let me let me take that back. They probably did have some type of help there for her, <clears throat> uh, but but she but she and, and you know but basically maybe because she was so far gone, yeah, she really did go to a rehab. So I, that I can understand, but I for, in my mind. In the framework that they have set up, I think they have that on site. But, yeah. um, and I'll be honest with you, man, because I don't care about this character. Yeah. Even if, even if she had popped up like two or three episodes and they had given her some, you know, character de- development or character growth, I would not have cared. She reminds me of April at this point. Yeah. She reminds me of April. She reminds me of Danny before Danny started to make turnaround. Yeah. Where she is just there to be like this week's kind of you know fuck up so you know she I add her to the mix of like April Danny and you know Danny's out of there now but now it's her and yeah she, and, and the way they dropped the pills it was like whoa 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 yeah <laughs> like, very campy and then the the bottle hit the ground in slow motion yeah and um that security guard got his five seconds of fame he looked pissed yeah understandably so but again what can a second key holder do? Because why is she not allowed to be there? And then he was like putting a cap on the bottle. Why was she? There's a lot going on in this scene. Um, I'd like to take a second to say that Liv is trash. You used to live under a bridge with a bunch of other people who were like your family. You had one guy who was like your assistant. You got clean and just completely forgot about those people. Where where are the bridge folks now? Like where, <laughs> where the bridge dwellers? Like you just forgot about, and that guy was like, I didn't feel like he had a crush on her, but I felt like he was like, oh, that was uh, yeah, like they were friends. Yeah, were, I mean, yeah, like yeah, they now that you have clean clothes and a place to sleep, and like if again, I'm with you as far as not really caring about the character, but. You left everyone behind after you didn't cuss out Sean for not healing everybody. Like, I don't know, man. She's she needs to go. Get rid of her. April. We got another season coming up. <laughs> man, season's coming up. Fuck, forget her, man. She's trash. And a possible reboot, so you might get. Oh a yeah. Live. <laughs> You're right. Ugh. 
God, it's gonna be Sophie Turner. Every redhead in the Hollywood well, is played you know, by her. What's gonna be funny is like it's gonna be a character of color, and then we're gonna have like an hour long discussion. About right? Why this oh, character now has to be and why is she problematic? What is this exactly. black woman do not? <laughs> Bro, hilarious. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah. So she's trash. She gets caught, and that's that. Um. Diana comes home and she's alive, so she goes into Maya's room and is like, "Yeah, you know, um, I'm here. I'm not dead." And Maya and her kind of have an argument where she's like, "You didn't believe me, Mom." And I'm like, mm, "I still have to go to work, though, so it doesn't matter if I believe you. Like, I can't just call out like Tom." So I don't know. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the only thing is, like, she, I noticed once again that um, they'll do these little things where Maya's a child, so she has, like, a slinky on her arm. Which was weird. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, um, no. I, okay, well, no, never mind. Like, she is laying on the bed with <laughs> a slinky over her. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know, kids do weird stuff like okay, that. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'll accept that. But I can see yeah, I can see that. Um and maybe she doesn't even know what a slinky is. I mean they didn't have that back in their forties. True. So I'll yeah, I'll accept that even more now that you brought that up. Yeah, I'll accept it. No, Still like weird. and then we're gonna have the one slinky expert like Adam <laughs> on Twitter. Actually now, they were created in the forties. It's nineteen thirties. Bro. Um Slinky Mortimus, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, um, but yeah, it's just another opportunity, like you said, for her to them talk them to talk about her problematic premonitions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, true. Um, we get Tom uh, hunting Linda down at her job <laughs> and gr- snatching her up like Ike Turner. And demanding, damn Tom, <laughs> like you haven't seen me in forty-eight episodes. Why are you shaking me? Um, and he's okay again. Going back to accusing everybody but himself. You're his mother. Of course, you would hide him or lie to, for him. I was like, what are you doing? This is. He's accusing Linda of, um. Of hiding him just like he accused everybody else in his family. But surprisingly not his sister. He does not attack his sister like he attacks everybody else. I wonder what that's about. Now she go, he go after her children. I just noticed that. Yeah, he will go directly after her children. Mm-hmm. And not to her to say, hey, you know. Yeah. Like. Let's talk about um, your kids messing up my kids, but um, yeah, yeah, because she would probably like jumping at ass. But I, I would hope. Yeah, he's trash. Yeah. Can we talk about the jacket though? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> the trace thin jacket. Um, I'm not really up on fashion, but um, this looks pretty cool. <laughs> it's actually, it, it looks like it's been like hand drawn on. Yeah, but uh, no, Linda was killing it. No, yeah, there was um, the only other thing I kind of wrote about this is that she she was kind of, and I'm not saying 
he had the right to turn her around. But um, I just like both of them are just talking a lot of ish, mm-hmm. like throughout the scene, and and that's when you start doing this realization, like okay, you know she probably knows. I mean, they immediately answer that question of does she know where he is or not. Um, when she takes the phone call from him, but even when they were when they were just talking, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it, once again. Well, the big thing is we have not seen her in like five That's minutes on this show. Exactly it. Yes. <laughs> so like, so why would you bring her on just to have like a bit part with her Trace in jacket? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and they like and they are clapping hard back and forth. So yes. Like, uh, they were never in love. You cannot convince me they were ever in love. These people hate each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. No, she She is like, I'm living my best life. Yes. Selling houses at Marcus Roberts Realty or whatever. Which is down at um, Atlantic Station. Like, where were yeah, they? Yeah, like, this is Atlantic <laughs> Station on like five points before they shut it down. Yes. Um, <laughs> it just... Oh man, five points is so damn sad now. Anyways, oh. um, yeah, it's a form of shell of itself. Wow. I mean, yeah, but yeah, this looks like when the stores used to be open. Yeah. You see, you see the Warner Brothers store in the background. Right. Right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, this yeah, was a good man. episode, man. But, uh, that's yeah, that's a little Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta sidebar. <laughs> a little Atlanta uh, you know, locales or tidbits, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, but that was it. And then she gets into the car and she calls. I think she calls Kyle because yeah. that's the other thing. Tom won't let her know what is wrong, Which you is know, weird. Um, or how bad it is. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's me. bad. Like, how can we co-parent if I can't even tell you? Like, th- th- I yeah, think the very existence of the 4400 should make a lot of that stuff easy to accept. So, I don't think that she'd be like, oh, let's turn them into the cops. Like, right. I don't know. You tell Alana, yes, y'all are married, but you won't tell his biological mom? I, I mean, do, divorce be like that sometimes. I, I guess. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, mm. I don't know. And Tom with the leather jacket. It must have been cold up there. It had to um, be. They had him wearing leather. Him and Diana. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that that's how the scene ends, I think, with um, him, her, her calling Kyle mm-hmm. and I do like that they don't show immediately where he's at. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he don't look the best. Um, yeah, no. With the flip, with the flip up phone. Yeah, that's the uh, next tail. That's the next tail. I tail. had that. Yeah, I had that back then. So I, I recognized that phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So the next scene gives me. Um, Lynn from Black Lightning tearing up Jennifer's room. Uh, the aftermath because that's exactly what Tom did. But then Alana comes in, being the smartest person in the house, and takes her time to kind of see what's hidden in plain sight, which is the this mailbox key for like a bus station locker that she found in a Manila envelope, like in the floorboard. 
of or of his closet, which that was that was cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she. You know, and it's it's. I wonder. And I know they probably. I mean, this might be overthinking it, but I'm wondering if she's like tapping into mm. her memory, what used to what what was before in mm. the other reality. Oh, okay. um, I'm not saying that it was like super easy for her to find this, mm-hmm. but, but just kind of think about like if they. And I wish they had said something along those lines. It's like, oh yeah, you know, he had a hiding place back when mm-hmm. you know we were. So I don't know. That's just you know that that's me kind of probably overthinking it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but yeah. You said, but Lynn was drunk. Lynn was drunk when she was doing that. It was like lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was. She was like, oh god. And uh, funny enough, I actually saw her at a convention down here. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She at Onyx Con. She was the. Um, guest of honor her and the guy um and the kid who came who rose up from the dead oh okay Lisa, cool he, yeah they both were there so mm. uh, shout out to black light <laughs> there you for sure coming back soon y'all next month or yeah. this month whenever this comes out october <laughs> october 7th yes 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 can't wait can't wait um oh yeah uh black lightning matters pod will be on the carefree black nerd feed about that time season three so be sure to look out for that blm pod hashtag blm pod all right um almost missed that opportunity so uh, so, (laughs) with this next thing we get um the interview the big interview and i'm okay with not having seen the interview because um, I think everything that works around the interview makes sense, and we may possibly see the interview later on, either in this season or the next. So I'm okay with not having seen it. Um, what I'm not okay with is this um, flirty makeup artist who's not actually doing makeup. What is... This lady is brushing Sean's face with a... I don't know. One of them brushes. I don't know what it's called, but y'all know what I'm talking about. When you think of makeup, you think of this brush. Um, But she's not doing anything. She's just like there to be a plot device. I am the romantic rival of another flat character with no background. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they barely gave the... um, (laughs) They barely gave the makeup artist like any words yeah <laughs> so i think Liv actually has a leg up on her <laughs> she actually got stuff. yeah um, yeah i mean it is kind of weird tension because not even tension like it's kind of a weird vibe because she turns around and looks at Liv like oh you know this my competition and i was just like is she How, right why like you unless i see you pop up in a later episode with sean yeah and you it just, it just, it seemed kind of weird. But the lady actually looked like Cordelia from um, Angel. For me, mm, which was mm, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. which is weird. Um, but now the big thing from this is Sean gives him her a dressing down because they got um, caught, you know, with the pills. Mm-hmm. And, um, he kind of gives her the essay, gives him the cold shoulder. Yeah. And pushes her down. She says something like, um, 
on. She says, uh, basically pushes her down to first key. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hey, I got some music, uh, you know, want to play for you. And then he's like, um, nah, fam. Nah, nah, not right now. Or, what, or, or whatever. But, you know, so she, things aren't where they used to be. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, ugly self. So, yeah, he, um, in these moments, he seemed more adult-like for me. Um, like I, I buy him as being this leader. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, no, nah, the makeup artist, like, oh, you're going to be much longer. First of all, we're paying you. Yes. And you're not <laughs> doing anything. You're brushing my cheekbones. Um, but yeah, so homegirl walks off or runs off. Like, I, I don't care about her anymore. I, not that I did before, but I don't care about Liv. Um, the makeup artist doesn't, <laughs> she's just like, yeah. She's like, get the fuck on. He's like, get on. Just right. Move. I'm getting paid by that brush stroke. Um, yep. <laughs> so we, we go from there. We shoot over to the bus station, train station, um, where there are lockers. And Tom has to touch every single one um, instead of reading the number on the key. So he uh, <laughs> opens the locker and, and pulls out like a trapper keeper that has a handle. <laughs> <laughs> And there's like a gun, um, a news clip. Now, get this. There is a news clipping of, I'm assuming, the night or the day after Collier was murdered. So, not only did you kill him, but you went back into your... Like, you waited for the newspaper to come out and then you clipped that and put it with... Like, that shouldn't... Maybe that shouldn't be there? I don't know. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Um... I actually just rewound it back again to see him touching all the lockers like he is so Yes, and also everything in this bag. Why is he touch like... <sighs> okay, so in my mind, whoever said... Now, remember, this is going back to the theory of this... Whoever... There's some ish going on in the future that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, But in this case, <laughs> that does seem like he was like scrapbooking. Yes. He was he went to Michael's <laughs> Yes. He was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all of the headlines of like when I murdered this man <laughs> <laughs> like, And put them know, with the everything gun. else I could see. Like the money, the gun, because like maybe whoever sent him back was just like, Okay, well, you know, this person gonna be on the run, so let's, you know, brainwash him to just get get ready to get out or it was overkill for the sake of the story over freaking um, kill because why doesn't he have yeah, that with him oh god well no my question was why did he put that in the why put it in the locker in the first place yeah it could be at your house you know, yeah like it just it could be at your house or you could have just done away with the weapon like, that you know yeah like he he was quick to toss wait them, toss hold them up right wait the... yeah oh okay okay that's exactly what i was about to say didn't he throw that rifle into the water okay you just hit the nail on the head never mind exactly so i mean it, technically he hasn't used that gun for a weapon like yes. maybe he carried that maybe maybe he carried it as a sidearm you know like you know just because Okay, so yeah, so they. The only thing I could think of is that that the gun that they find in the locker 
along with the scrapbook stuff <laughs> was mm-hmm. the um, was his sidearm. You know, yeah. Casey actually got into a shootout with mm-hmm. whoever because he couldn't get to the rifle. You know, soon enough that right. he had, uh, disassembled. So that that's the only reason I could think of that, or you know, why they would have that in there. Hmm. So. Well, he's trash. I don't. They didn't think this out well enough. Uh, but yeah, I just it, I'm, I'm, I don't know, whatever It's a good MacGuffin, I guess To kind of get people on their or Would it be considered? No, because no. it doesn't I mean, yeah. the MacGuffin is normally what people Are kind of chasing after yeah. What kind of drives You know, the focus of the movie Or whatever, the story that's being told Yeah And this just seems to be something <clears throat> Put something random that they put in there just to say, oh, okay, well, this is you know what he was caught up in. So I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, no, no, you're you're right. He, but it happened. Um, next thing that happens being that Tom. Okay, so Intac is rolling up to the bus station. They um, have word that you know he's here or something is here, and. I'm okay with, like, sending Alana off with the bag, with the gun. But where I'm concerned is Tom is there already. Like, when he shows up after them. But I'm thinking nobody questions. Like, you haven't been here for, like, days. Now you've just shown up. I'm sure they're probably more concerned that he has showed up. I'm like, how did you know we were here? Like... You didn't radio in. Nobody's like, what, how did you know we were here? That's what I'm thinking. But Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the, the way I saw it was he possibly, because Jarvis had gotten his butt about, you know, showing up to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they wrote it off as him just getting, first of all, he's there later. Yeah. You know, see him, you know, but, but still he showed up to work. Yeah, okay. So, okay. You know, the funny thing is, Jarvis just says, she says something smart and just walks off. Yeah. Um, like, she's just like, I can't be bothered. Um, but I, I can definitely understand. Like, I, there's no suspicion on his end, you know, right now. Yeah. You know, again, so I think they're, you know, for the most part, just like, yeah, let's just, let's just treat it as him, you know, dealing with some stuff at home and he finally showed up to work. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, okay. I, that's fine. I can accept that. Um, next is like a really like quick scene, not even a full minute of Linda showing up um, and Alana answering the door. Um, then we go right over back to the 4400 and Malcolm and Sean are talking about the interview um, and then about Liv and Danny and about the idea that Sean may be jealous. I never got that from him. Um, I don't know if he was truly jealous or if they're like throwing this in there, but I never got a sense of jealousy. No, I mean, I didn't get a sense of jealousy. I mean, Matthew may have just been just, I don't know, um, throwing anything out there. But the thing that kind of jumps out to me and it made me like, like his character all the more was he said just very flippantly, he said, because you told that junkie not to go out with your brother. Mm. That's why you shook during the um, yeah during the interview. Yeah, <laughs> and when he said that junkie, I was like, oh god. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. That that's probably where the jealousy you know comment comes from. But 
And he also tells him straight up, like, you do realize that a relationship with Liv is out of the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is another, you know, and then Sean is just like, you can't tell me who to date. And um, and I would have been, you know, if I was Matthew, I would have been like, no, in this case, I can't. <laughs> and he, I mean, no, he pretty much did because he was like, yeah, we'll... Um, she's not perfect or good enough for you. He's like, yeah, what girl would be? He said, well, I'll let you know when you bring her home or something yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that seems, that makes sense. That checks out. Um, yeah, but she's trash, man. That's hilarious. He said that junkie. It's <laughs> just like, God. I mean, call a spade a spade. And it's, they, they did this to her, they being the show. She like, whatever. She just, this is what she does. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Alana, Alana. Well, no. Her and um Tom are talking about the gun, about um Linda showing up and feeling helpless and needing answers. And I guess Tom was like upset. But I'm like, man, you can't put this woman in this impossible situation and not expect for her to discuss. You know, like this is the three of y'all's kids. We're co-parenting, all three of us. So, we got to make this work. Um, but again, what I like about the show is they mentioned the note. And the note led to Tom realizing that he never mentioned the note. So, how would Linda know about the note? Right. And so, yeah. again, cool. Kudos. Whew. So, yeah. She brought it up herself. I never mentioned it to her. So, I know that she knows what's going on. So, Tom rushes over to, I don't know, Magna Carta Holy Grail Realty and uh, <laughs> and follows Linda very closely. Like, I think I would have recognized him following me. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe she, maybe, she, I don't know. Um, it's, if it depends on if she knows how to you know, recognize a tale. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. Kind of thing. So, you know, everybody, everybody ain't Tom Baldwin. Oh. Um, but it, you know, it just serves a purpose. I mean, he pretty much like practically parks outside of the house. That's where I would have. Yes, he pulled yeah. up close. Because <laughs> like that's where, it, like he's not down the block. He's not around the corner. Um, because as soon as she came out and saw that car. I would have been like, oh, okay, this there's a good chance that my ex-husband is here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he, you know, I they should have had him park like a bit further away. Mm-hmm. And strangely enough, this looks like a part of Chicago. I don't know why. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, it's the house in the neighborhood for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Like looking at the alley in the back. But yeah, yeah, he finally goes inside the house. Through an open That's window, the, through the window, and is, she carries. She she comes out after get, taking groceries in there, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. It's I think it's food. I want. Well, it may have been. It was a yeah. big bag, so yeah, it may have been. Yeah. Um, and then he he goes upstairs and then finds Kyle. Um, and you know, I think he starts trying to talk to him. The thing that kind of gets me about this is that Kyle tries to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes in for like a little. Tom thinks he's going in for a hug, but Kyle is just like, "I'm a juke." Yeah, which <laughs> to the left. <laughs> it shows how desperate he is. Because how did you think yeah. you were going to get out of this? 
Um, and so his dad throws him against the wall as if he was a Rwandan war criminal. And um, he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, son? And the next scene opens up when they're having a conversation about it. Like, the trigger, you know, who, how he killed him, getting him. Like, it's... I like this scene, too. Um, I want Kyle to not be messed up. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, um... I, I kind of like the fact that they're now sitting down and finally talking, um, you know, and then Colin tells them straight up that you can be pretty intense, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, kind of an airing of, and I agree with this, but just kind of, you know, just, just clearing the air. Just, just, yeah. Just clearing the air. Um, I don't know, and I'm going to say this, like, I don't know how, I don't know, I'm trying to think hiding out works yeah but I don't think you normally turn on a light a bright light and then have <laughs> in a house that's supposed to be abandoned and then have like blinds open yeah you know, several parts so anyways but that was kind of weird but um yeah they're just having a conversation in this abandoned room and and I think Tom at that point is just like well you know this is where we're at yeah, you know, very, they both apologize, and and then Tom is like, "Yeah, you're not going to jail." So we, you know, he, because I think he said something like, "How much time do you think they're going to give me?" Yeah, and Tom is like, "Oh no, that's not an option." Right, that was <laughs> never a question. <laughs> yeah, just never a question. So yeah, yeah. But, um, and I think right after this is <laughs> not Bonnie and Clyde, but them on the run. Yeah, like Alana and Tom. Kyle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmen San Diego. She um <laughs> pulls up with her passports and stuff. And like I said, I do like this um that she got some friends in I don't know Puerto Rico, or whatever, who promised to take what care. In Brussels. Oh, that. Why did I say Puerto Rico? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, I love you, and everything gonna be okay, and all this other stuff." But I don't know. I just felt like. <sighs> Again, justice, justice, justice. Like, I can't look at you the same. You can't do your job the same. Um, and also, sending him to Brussels does not change the fact that if the investigation comes down to us finding out it was him, you still have to deal with that. Like, I, it, yeah. what next? Like, it's, what next? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, he he he's on the run. They they they're not looking any further than you know him getting to safety. Mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that Tom is driving a uh, was that a Oldsmobile mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. If she got a if she got a Mustang. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, uh, I don't I don't want your poor people car. Give me, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think half the budget went to these cars, man. <laughs> For sure, that's why she can't show up longer than fifteen minutes an episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she drives off with him, and then they go back to um, Intact looking for um, 
evidence at these lockers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, ugh, like, the pressure is on, um, and I, I, it was believable. Tom is a little stressed. Uh, we don't, he don't know what's going to happen, what are they going to find. Um, but the thing that kind of, and I'm, I'm not a criminal justice major or nothing, but Diana gets a call from Jarvis um, about the suspect that they arrested. But does that mean we just stop, like, collecting data from these lockers? Like, that doesn't seem like that's how it happens. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think all the in- <laughs> but would have been funny if all the intake officers had just thrown their stuff down on the ground and just ran out to the cars. <laughs> like, the- <laughs> I think that some of them are still there with the evidence collection, but you know, I guess because Tom and Diana are the primary agents, um, they don't have to do the grunt work. So you know, and also if you notice, they're not wearing intake jackets. Yeah. Um, everybody else is just wearing anti jackets. Oh no no! What I'm saying is no no. I get that. What I'm saying is okay. So we've gotten a call that this guy's a suspect. Does the intact agents just stop, like dusting for fingerprints? Like I that, because I feel like even if we've gotten him, you still want to have the evidence to back up his, like, I don't know, admitting the crime. So, right. wouldn't you still get fingerprints from the lockers and st- like, wouldn't you still try to get that information? Yeah, I think, and I think that I, I think that they still are. Yeah. So, okay. So, I'm like, yeah, Tom, you're not out of the blue yet. Like, that's not. You need to go rub your arm on the lock. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. So they go outside. Jarvis is in her power stance. Uh, the suspect is handcuffed. And for whatever reason, they uncuff this prisoner in the parking garage. <laughs> How much sense does that make? Well, we also got to mention that he is of a certain persuasion. Oh, for sure. But, but no, there's um, the other big reveal is that Tom is freaking out because he thinks that they caught Kyle. And it turns out that it's uh, just another suspect like another guy yeah and I, I think they say the connection is that he once owned the type of weapon used in the shootings and i think he has some type of motive against um yeah collier so those two things um i guess add up to him being a suspect but you know anyways um you want to describe the next scene or do you, do you uh, so for those of you who have seen the matrix <laughs> and for those of you who have seen, I don't know, um, what is that? Larry, Curly, and Moe, the Three Stooges. Three That's what Stooges? this was. This man, I, I don't, I don't know to blame him or the police officers. They un, they uncuff him. I don't know, miles away from the door to intact, um, and then they. He takes a gun like this. Everything about this scene was wrong. He pulls the gun out of the holster of a cop in front of him and just starts shooting. Are there not safeties on these guns? Um, are they that easy to just pull out? Uh, even if they are, why would you uncuff a prisoner? Wait, why is he already wearing an orange jumps? <laughs> 
he looked like he walked straight from Bitch Planet. Like, I just, <laughs> what was this get up? Did he, like, already admit to the crime? There's a lot of things wrong with this scene, but he shoots these bullets at Neo and Diana dives. Um, but nobody tries to save Jarvis, so there's that. Um, yeah, and he's alive, and why would you, then they cuff him again, which, why was he uncuffed to begin with? So, so um, yeah, there's, um, there's a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I think they overdo it Yeah. with him being, um, because he comes out of the car looking like just evil. Yeah. <laughs> just like, he's just, he's <clears throat> pissed off at women, black people, Hispanics, oh. just, just everybody who was not him. And he, and so the thing was that they take the cuffs off and there's a question about that, but then also he just loses his shit. He's just like... Yeah, I don't know. Like I've never been taken into custody, but I don't think like my reaction is to just nut up and just start shooting. Yeah, you know. Um, and he put you know. So that was the thing. And then when they throw in the Matrix effect once again, something I forgot about. Um, I said, how many years after the Matrix was this movie? Was this show? Made? It had to be a few, maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, when you do stuff that like that, that's when you kind of, you know, I know we're dealing with like a sci-fi, you know, kind of backdrop or setup. Mm-hmm. But when you do stuff like that, you take it away from the procedural drama that yeah. you've just been trying to establish for like the past 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just wasn't, it wasn't a good scene. And uh, and I think he gets off like two shots. Yeah. Before, um, because you you the way you can tell is that they zoom in on the bullets, and apparently bullets sweat when they are shot. Ah. Because there's, <laughs> there's so much water or liquid like flying behind these things because they're building these like ripple effects. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a reason why that went down the way it did in the Matrix because it was a computer simulated situation. Yeah. This is not. This is right. This is not. Um, but Tom apparently saves um, her life, and then somebody's daddy is holding a gun on the guy, the black guy. Oh, if you notice, the black guy. Yeah. He is one of the background people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's another in tech agent. Um. Yeah, these are the worst cops. I'm sorry. They are. <laughs> these are the worst cops. Everybody is terrible. Um, <laughs> especially Tom, who caused Alana to bring uh, Kyle back, which, again, to my earlier point, yes, this person is convicted, but why would you bring your son back? Like, it can still come out that that's not him. Right, and in the way he runs into that file cabinet room or whatever, right, it's like it's Christmas. He's just like, bring him back. Yeah, he's bring him Which, back. Not to be yeah. funny, Kyle's not that great. Like, yeah, that's your son, but he's not not like I'm not even like trying to be funny. Like he's tra- like I don't. Out of all the characters on the show, he's not that great. Like you're fighting for him 
cool, but if it was Alana, yeah. Even Linda, sure. Even Maya, but Kyle is just not that great of a character. I just, uh, left to me. Mm, but, yeah. So, so I think after that, they, and I like the scene, um, is Danny, I guess, washing his Jeep. He's, you know, washing his car and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Sean comes up, and I guess they're kind of talking about Liv, but one of the things I like that they, Danny does say is that if he hadn't, you know, you didn't tell me what her background was. So, yeah. You know, I, he's like, what sense would it have made for me to take her to a place that could be, you know, tempting, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> Sean admits that he was, I think he admits that he was wrong for not doing that. And and then they, he, Danny says, you too, you, you too rich to watch a car. And then they, they start kind of messing around or playing around while, you know, watching the car. And mm-hmm. the only thing that I like is that they show, you have the scene of the brothers, you know, kind of playing, you know, playing. But as they pan out, you yeah. see Sean's uh, security guards. Yeah, basically. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. Um, and he drove home. Drove home how important he was. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. the next scene, however, is stupid. Why the fuck did they go to this creek? So Tom and Kyle goes to this very shallow looking creek and just drops in the Trapper Keeper with the gun and the money and the clippings. And like, so I know I've not seen past this episode. I know for a fact that folder is going to pop up again. You can't like it. it, I don't like this. I um I told you like they that was the issue that I had I mean I had the same issue you know rather than <clears throat> I know you can't burn a gun yeah but you can burn everything else <laughs> yeah was in, or or you can bury a gun I don't know I mean like you can take, it apart. Yeah, take it apart yeah take it apart drive it around the country monster you know <laughs> melt it down with like acid yeah. like there's so many things. Even for early 2000s, there's so many things you could have done. We have had serial killers for eons. You mean to tell me there's... (laughs) It wasn't a a good choice. At all. And that better come back to bite them in the ass. It better. Because if not, then I'm I'm mad at the show. But, yeah. You know, that's the the deepest creek in the country, man. Man. That... Seven inches deep creek. Man, I said, what, this, what the hell is this? That What was that movie where the kids was like, you want to see a dead body? What was that? <laughs> What's the, um, Boys in the Hood? No, was that it? Well, yeah, that's Boys in the Hood was no, shot there. That's another dead body. No, um, Stand By Me. Okay, that's it. That's it. But yeah. <laughs> this shit. Um, yeah, so fuck them. Um, Maya. Okay, oh, okay, this... This really was a good scene to end on. So Diana comes home after that horrid scene. Uh, uh, Maya is doing homework or coloring or something. Um, I know you've already had dinner. Let's try to pick up with those brownies again. Maya's like, okay, cool. Um, how was your day, Diana says. She's like, I was, you know, it was good, but whatever. Um, 
And we caught the guy we were looking for, and guess what? Nobody was hurt. Now, Maya doesn't say anything. She's uh, Diana's like, oh, yeah, there's nothing to worry about. It's all over, blah, whatever, and gets up, and Maya looks visibly upset, and she says, not yet, and the screen goes black. That was perfect for me. Perfect. A perfect yeah. ending. I didn't. It wasn't a great ending. Like it didn't leave me on my toes. But I think had I been watching this live, and saw that, which I guess the impact isn't as I don't know impactful <laughs> because we know Sean is the killer. But for her to be like, Nah, Diana, this shit ain't over. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. You mean? You mean uh, Kyle is the killer, right? Yeah, Kyle. Mm, I said Sean, huh? Uh, Sean killing them hearts. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. He killing the second key dreams. He killing uh, a bunch of shit, but not a person. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I thought it was a good... It was, you know... And we've had this critique over you know some episodes that sometimes they don't end the episodes, you know perfectly or Mm -hmm. just well Uh, or they're like sometimes we're like oh sorry there was a scene that came before the ending that should have been the ending so excuse me but yeah no this was you know it was a nice little ominous note Mm -hmm. to end on Um, you know going back to creepy Maya again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no for sure Um, yeah what I don't understand is that Diana, you've had—I'm about to say—had control. You've uh, been the adoptive mother for this girl for a very long time. You can't tell when something is off. Like when Maya like got sad and stopped looking at her, and like her face, like you couldn't recognize that this happy story you're telling to this psychic is not going well. That was weird. That was weird. Um. Yeah, that was weird. Um, with Maya's premonitions, I am I like this. How do I put it? This scene and her not being happy. I don't know. I think maybe Maya just needs. I don't know. I don't. Something isn't sitting right with me, and it might be Diana because you have this psychic in your house. Even though she's a kid, I don't know. I don't know. You you go ahead because I'm trying. I don't think I can get this out this episode. I'm trying to. Ugh. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll, you can come back to it, but um, yeah. I mean, I guess you know maybe wrapping things up. There's. I'm trying to think. We always do like so. You know, the favorite moment. Yeah. From so. So for me, it probably was the heart to heart that I mean the the talk that Tom and Kyle finally had, um, <laughs> included before that him trying to run out of that room. <laughs> yes, that, that I liked, but that tail ended or tell you know with the tail end of the conversation. Yeah, and basically, I like I like all of those all the scenes put together because it shows how bad things had gotten mm-hmm. it's like let me just run out of this room yeah. <laughs> because my dad is intense and then it kind of ended with 
him telling his dad, like, there's a reason I tried to run. Yeah. I didn't know if you were trying to throw me into jail or if you were going to listen. So I thought that that was a really good sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about for you? That was actually going to be my, um, really, I'll say all of the scenes with Kyle, but then again, I think I'm going to settle on Tom realizing that Kyle is the killer. Um, just because he's been such a dick to everybody this whole time, even though that scene wasn't that great, just him getting that realization like, oh, my son is the big bad, excuse me, that, I like that. Because again, you can't go back to where you were before. Like, all this shit has happened, your life has forever changed to the point that you sending this boy to Brussels. You know, you're interrogating everybody but yourself. Like, so I think that Tom realizing that Kyle was the killer while he was in the um, the library, that's my favorite scene. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I'll let you answer this one first. What was your, what scene did you not like the most? The most? Um, Jesus. <laughs> Anything with Tom. No, no, because I liked all the time. Um, least, mm, dang, that's hard because I really like this episode, but probably that, mm, dang, I want to say the locker scene, uh, cause it was just kind of messy. Damn. E- okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. Cause Tom, I don't like the way he handled himself after he found out. So yeah, I'll go with that. For me, it was the Matrix. <laughs> it was the Matrix. <laughs> like it was, it was out of place. It didn't make any sense. If the director and or the because the, <laughs> I would actually like to see the script for this episode to see if the the screenwriter put that into the script. We need yeah. a Matrix style, of, you know, type of effect. Whoever made that decision, it was wrong. Yeah, and that's that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, I didn't, it's, it was just very, very out of place. Yeah. Um, and the sad thing is they could have used that effect for somebody with abilities. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that would have been more like plausible. And I was like, okay, you know, but yeah, it was just weird. Um, and what about your favorite character? Uh, this episode, uh... Honestly, even though I did not like him, I'd have to say it was Tom. Um, I wanted to go with Sean, but Tom, with him being the focus, this was truly a Tom episode. And though I don't like him, I think he's my favorite, just because I like the detective work. Um, He interrogated everybody. I like Alana really made me like him because it felt... Like, okay, I'm going through this, but I don't, I don't Something about Alana made him work for me. So, though I do not like him, Tom was my favorite this episode. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, it's, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's, I liked, it's Danny or Alana. Mm, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I, I liked, um, you know, to be honest with you, I actually might even toss the professor in there because I okay. Let me. I lump Danny and the professor together mm-hmm. because you know they let Tom know how bad things had gotten. Yeah. Um, in terms of his attitude towards his son, basically, to mm-hmm. you know, it's, it it was to the point where 
his son didn't even trust coming to him. Right. So that that's when I kind of paired those two up. And Alana, because like she at this point, she just ride or die. Yeah. She, he was just like, let's pick my son up and let's take him to Brussels. Yes. Because that was her friend in Brussels that um, they were sending him to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so those, the first two paired up and then Alana. So those are my favorites. And... Did I say? Did I ask you your least? You know, I, told, I asked you who your least likely person, right? No, mm-mm, no. Okay, yeah. Who, which person did you least like? Tom. No. Okay, so, <laughs> Tom for <yeah>, both. <laughs> I was gonna say why, like, because it seemed like you actually liked him, but why didn't yeah. you? No, why? I I wouldn't go with Tom. Um, least favorite. I don't know, cause like everybody was so good this episode. Um. Cause even Jarvis was good. Uh, Maya played her part. Yeah, I want to say that like guy from the beginning who gave them the uh, gunman's name, but even him, like he played his part. Um, so I probably, I would probably still rest on Tom just because I do not like him. Like I think I made him my favorite because I understand his choices as a parent and taking care of his son. But then least likely because you are blaming everyone under the sun for your issues to the point where you're manhandling your ex-wife. Like, you grabbing her up, throwing your son against the wall. Like, you're doing so much. Yeah. Like, you need anger management. That's your need, Tom. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep him as my least favorite. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's, it's still Liv. Duh. Uh, yeah, she... I'm... I'm just questioning her purpose at this point. Yeah, there is. Like I, she, she one key away from going back, going back to the bridge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that, but yeah, she wasn't my favorite. Um, so yeah, but that, you know, as far as you know, thoughts about the episode, that's you know, it's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. No, I feel that. It's um, I did enjoy this episode though. Really, like all my complaints. Aside, or even with my complaints included, I did enjoy this mystery, um, this love story, this uh, on the run spy story. Like I enjoyed it all. I did. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew, man. Uh, I'm sick. So you got any final thoughts about the show, the episode, any of that? Um, I think we're what like two episodes away from yeah. the. Um... Yeah, from the end, so, um, no, we're three. Yeah, yeah, three, three, three. So, yeah, so, um, you know, things are ramping up. Things are ramping up, and I, I think that, I think that this is kind of, a, it was a good capping point to them building up to the reveal of Kyle to the world as far as being the suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, it's... You know, it seems like they're now hitting another, a separate arc of of that story. Um, because to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure things ain't going to pan out for him. Uh-huh. Um, they're not going to be able to pin this uh, crime on. And this is with me not remembering too much, but I don't think that they're going to pin it on random white guy number 10. <laughs> Good. So we have we have three episodes to kind of see that play out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that, and also I'm sure they're gonna fold in other people like Lily and uh, Richard. So I'm interested to see 
honestly yeah. how these next three go just on the like not technical side but like on the creative side like are you going to bring back all the others for this finale or is it just focus on Kyle and Sean and Tom so yeah I'm interested to see how the show plays out these next what three hours three episodes worth of uh season two so yeah mm-hmm. well well that's all folks no um let let the folks know where they can find you on uh social media so they can interact with us there um excuse me uh y'all can find me at robert k uh jeffrey uh dot com it's robert k jeffrey dot com and all my social media handles are on there but those are that's where you can get to me and i was trying to pull up information about the 4400 reboot but Mm -hmm. um yeah, nothing right now. Nothing, nothing new. So, um, that's a forty-four hundred reboot watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, bet, bet, good, good, good. Um, shit for me. Uh, Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Quickest way to get in touch with me. Uh, CarefreeBlackNerd at gmail dot com is the email address. If you need to discuss some stuff, talk some mess, send some fan mail, send some questions or whatever use that hashtag al4400 al4400 um again twitter most immediate way to catch me uh shout out to what is it tbs what is the company that um was airing um 4400 before the USA. USA. Why did I say TBS? Lord Jesus. So shout out to USA. Shout out to all the the fan groups that love them some 4400. And uh, I don't know. That's that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So y'all, thank y'all for listening. Uh, Please uh, live tweet when you listen to this episode. Listen to the past episodes. Uh, Check out Robert's work. All his links will be in the show notes um, along with the hashtags and whatnot. And until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and, I don't know, stay the hell away from Tom. He isn't to be trusted in, uh, I don't know, Intact and the 4400 Center 2 shit. All right. Let's go.